Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Make sure you hit them up. 
tell you, tell them the real sports guy sent you. They have all the bases covered as far as lifestyle health goes. Uh, make sure you check them out. Dr. Nestor Rodriguez and his staff are excellent. They have a ton of services that they offer um, for a complete look at your lifestyle health and, and how to improve it. Um, they do great stuff over there. Uh, my man D. Wills, I know, has been um, utilizing their services for a while now. It's, uh, he's getting into shape and, and, and taking care of business. So uh, make sure you check them out. They're a major sponsor here. Support us greatly. We appreciate their support. Um, D. Wills, man, it's been a minute. Uh, we ready to rock. Yeah. We got a nice little show for y'all tonight. Um, We're going to go ahead and dig into this. Um, it's been a minute since we've been on. Uh, we're all, you know, burning multiple. We got multiple skillets on the stove at the same time. And it's good to be able to slow down for a moment, catch up with my guy, chop it up around some sports, um, and just see what's going on in each of our worlds. Uh, so how you been, man? Man, like you like the like the title of this this podcast, the dog days of summer, man. And uh, you know, all kinds of things are happening. You know, good, bad, indifferent, surprising. Uh, but it's been it's been great, man. And you know me, I'm always in the lab trying to think about the next move. So, you know, you know, it's, it's not only the off season for the players. You know, RG, we always we use this opportunity to try and get better and improve. So, you know, I've been in the lab trying to think about the what's the next move. You know, as, 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 as Snoop always says, the next move is the best move. You know, so I'm trying to go with that <laughs> and I'm feeling good with it, you know. So, but that dog days, man, you know, summer is like that heat brings out craziness in everybody. So, you know, I'm just trying to stay sane and focused, not getting caught up in that craziness, you know. But that, sometimes it's heat. You get these heat waves, folks start acting a fool. So we're going to talk a little bit about what foolishness is going on in the world of sports. Absolutely, and it has been a crazy summer. Um, it's been a ridiculously crazy summer in the NBA. Um, the NFL is starting to heat up and kicking the gear, um, and we're going to talk about that. Um, you know, I made some life choices around the NFL this year that, uh, you know, I had to drop drop a bomb on my man D. Wills the other day. We're going to get into that in a second. But since the last time we was on, I mean, a bomb was dropped. Kyrie Irving came out the closet. Now I want to use that phrase. Kyrie Irving came out and just said that, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't trying to rock with LeBron no more. Um, I know when the news dropped, I was kind of like, this is – you know, I, I I did my Trump. I was like, fake news. <laughs> I hit him with that I hit him with yeah. that 45th. I hit him with that 45th fake news. <laughs> That's right. I wasn't buying it, Joe. I wasn't buying it. No. Um, but, you know, more and more information came out, and it was a real thing that Kyrie had requested a trade, um, which takes a summer that had been already a disaster for the Cleveland Cavaliers um, and makes it even worse. Um, like, this is, like, worst-case scenario, in my opinion. Um, the only thing that could be worse is LeBron leaving, and he can't leave yet. Kyrie requesting the trade is definitely, given the circumstances of where everything is, is the worst-case scenario right now. Um, mm. What were your thoughts when the news broke? Man, I was, you know, initially, you know, your initial reaction is like, you know, Colin Collard talked about this. It's like, you know, the difference between people who got real problems and people who got, as he described it, first-world problems. And so I was like, like, 
who wouldn't want to be in in a position to win a championship every year um, and, you know, be a key feature uh, in that. Uh, but then, you know, when I started hearing some of the backstory and some of the stuff that's coming out, I'm like, none of this makes sense until you start to hear if these things are true, you know, what what kind of got him going in, a, in that direction, especially given the uncertainty of LeBron's future. And so when it came out that, that you know, possibly LeBron and they were behind right after they won a championship, um, helping to orchestrate a trade that would have brought Chris Paul to Cleveland. I don't know if, you know, two or not have been verified. I know you're a little closer to paying attention to that than I might be. Um, then I could see it because Kyrie has that kind of role where, you know, I don't see him just rolling past that. I see him seeing that as a break in the trust. And, 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 and then you see, you know, LeBron kind of, you know, being shocked himself. So like, it did make a lot of sense to me, but then you add the Kobe element into it. And this is where I'm like, there's been this movement ever since, you know, Mike retired. Nobody wants to be Pippen. You know what I'm Have you noticed that? Like, no, like even though Pippen won six championships, you know, Kobe was quick to be like, I'm not accepting a Pippen role with Shaq. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to be little brother. I'm not going to be, you know, this Kobe, whatever it is. You had this movement of nobody wants to be Pippen. That's the best way I can describe it. Because it's not right. It's not like a Robin. It's like you're a legitimate superstar on a team, and you're a major contributor to winning. So it's more than a Robin role. But nobody, there's young cats, there's, there's been a couple of young cats who don't want to be that. And you can go back to um, uh, uh, when my guy was uh, with Kevin, uh, Kevin uh, Garnett. Uh, uh, in uh, in Minnesota, yeah, you can go back. Marbury. You can see that, like, every, yeah. So that Marbury, you know, Marbury didn't want to do it. You know, then you then you had Kobe, and now you see this Kyrie thing, and and it's like, what is it about it? And so Kyrie's situation actually seemed to be kind of crazy because of the way the kind of leader LeBron is. You know, LeBron is, doesn't mind the fact. You know, LeBron's the kind of player that's good for a person like Kyrie who just wants to shoot and wants to be the show. LeBron don't mind letting you be that. And so it was just – it was so much to unpack. But but if if the thing that initiated was this push for a trade that they feel that LeBron was orchestrating that kind of got him going in that way, that, that, that kind of turned me a little bit different to how I view why Kyrie wanted to do it. Because none of it made sense. Like, there's no – like, when you put the teams up, the teams you're talking about, I was like, why would you want to go to New York? Like, like – But 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 I, I'd say it does make sense. And I'd say uh, the thing that has been interesting to me is I see a lot of uh, Gen X folks talking out of both sides of their mouths around this issue. Mm. Because for the last seven years since the decision, we've been talking about these millennials and all they want to do is team up and – they don't have that old school go do it on my own mentality. But then everybody's questioning Ty- Kyrie. And it's like, wait a minute. This is what you guys have been saying that millennials don't have, right? He's like, I want to go someplace where I can do this on my own. I don't want to team up necessarily. You know what I mean? I don't want, at least I don't want to be LeBron's teammate. And maybe it's more personal than that because he's not asking to go to places without superstars. Um, but I think, like, 
this mentality that like, yo, I kind of want to go out and, and have a chance to grow my game and be a lead dog. And, you know, I, I, you know, as a coach, I talk to parents and, and other coaches about that all the time, about that phenomenon of going from the second chair to the first chair. Cause I had that experience in college. You know, I played with the great Henry Grant, um, amazing power forward at Blue Way College, my first three years. And I, as I kind of moved up the pecking order at the dinner table, getting closer to that big piece of chicken, Henry always had that big piece of chicken. <laughs> Henry came in and he yes, had sir. a big piece of chicken as a freshman. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I came in, he's a sophomore, I'm a freshman. He got the big piece of chicken. I wanted the big piece of chicken. I had to wait my turn. But that that, that transition from my junior year, from being his Robin or the 1A or whatever you want to call it, to then being Batman my senior year, it's a whole different game. It, it forces you to grow in different ways when you grab the ball and the whole defense take a step in your direction. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Where they're yelling out stuff and they're calling out this stuff, the terminology and this other – and it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. That ain't never happened before. What, what, what mm-hmm. we got going on here? You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and that – that some people fold under it, but it's also a point of growth, right? And that that uncomfortable, that discomfort, that new experience, it it forces you to either grow, or you are going to fold in that role. And Kyrie wants to see if he can handle that role. Now, whether or not he can is a whole other thing. But I don't think we can fault him for wanting to see if he can't ha- if he can handle that role. Um, I'm not opposed. And I think that's what that. Gen Xers that's what Gen Xers have been saying. That was the critique of KD. That was the critique of LeBron. You know, that that was the critique of some of these guys who have been like, okay, yep, I go someplace and be one A. I'm cool with that. Like, I'll go someplace and be one A. You know what I mean? Like, I can share it. You know, and that was the that was the knock on the millennial Hooper generation was that they two AAU they want to go and team up and and join up and and Kyrie's kind of like, yo, I kind of want to see if I can't grow my game, and he wants to see if he can. Because there are things that LeBron does that for Kyrie as a point guard, like the perfect, honestly, the perfect teammate for LeBron James is a Clay Thompson. A guy who, again, Clay could drop 62 and had a ball in his hand for a minute and 30 seconds. <laughs> you yep. know what I'm saying? He could have a ball in his hand for a minute and 30 seconds and drop 62 points. That's the kind of teammate LeBron James needs. And that's the kind of teammate that won't, won't get to this point with LeBron. Um, LeBron is a six foot nine, two hundred sixty pound point guard. Kyrie is a point guard, and it's the same thing I tell people all the time. I'm six foot three, all right. <laughs> I'm six foot three, and when I played, I was one hundred and ninety five pounds wet. You know what I mean? Like um, this, is all I got, brother. Out there, this, this thing on here on the perimeter, this is all I got. Six foot eight, dude. You better go get get some rebounds. <laughs> you better go hit that block. <laughs> Don't be coming out here trying to do my thing. Go down low and work your thing. You know what I mean? This is all I got. So you you come out here trying to play this spot, you taking food off my plate. And I think that's the perspective you, that Kyrie you, is taking. You waving me off. You waving me right. off. It's going to be down. Right. You, you trying to steal my off. minutes because I can't go in there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't got the luxury of being able to go down there. So what's the trade off? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just losing in this exchange. And I think that's the perspective that Kyrie kind of is taking. Like, Yo, LeBron, hey, I'm the point guard. Can I get the ball? <laughs> now, I'm going to shoot it. it. <laughs> and, but, but I want the ball. I, I want to put a twist on this. I, I think you make some really good points. I want to put a twist on this. And 
I think about what Huey Brown said when he explained, explained what happened to Penny after Shaq left. And this is back to what you just said. When you get in that lead chair, in the NBA, Huey said, a superstar player has to be there, what do you say, 72 games a night at his A level. And the level of physical pressure it puts on you can break it down. So when Shaq was there, Penny had to be really at his A game, maybe 50 games a night. Now he got to jump another 20. And how much pressure that puts on your body. So you think someone like Kyrie, he's had injury problems. As much as you can say, yeah, he gets in the way, how much does LeBron save your body in a way that you have broken down? Now, I'm telling you, you can go ahead and do it. I want you to do you. <laughs> if you feel you can go and do that, but understand that part of taking that is being there 72, having those defenses on you, physically being able to hold up to it. If that's the challenge you want to do, I'm like, all for it, go to it. That's what makes Westbrook so amazing that he can take that physical punishment, keep coming at you, keep doing it. But that's the responsibility. And so you got to take that calculation about you and your historical issues with injury and now had to carry that weight. Even when LeBron got the first year, he got hurt. So, so that's part of what he has to figure out. But, again, you know how I am. You know, I'm a higher guy. If you've grown, be grown. You gonna do it? I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm like, I'm like Puff. You know, if you gonna do it, walk. Then walk, or go get that cheesecake. And so, if you are gonna walk, be ready for all that weight. You know, and if, I think he's ready for it. I just said, I think LeBron is gonna be like, he's taking more of the mantle every year anyway. He like he hit the game winner last year. He's taking more of the mantle every year anyway. Like, it's a different dynamic. Like, every year that LeBron is there, plus if he leaves, you still got the team. But, you, but you're taking on more to mantle each year. You've already started taking that transition last year, and people recognize it. So it wasn't like that power of moving into that lead chair wasn't coming and he wasn't taking it. Right. And that's and, the part and, and that I, I, that's I, much different than other scenarios. Yeah, and I agree with all the points you just you just laid. I don't know if Kyrie can handle that. Handle the grind. He couldn't handle it as a twenty-two, twenty-three-year-old. You know what I'm saying? Like that's when you you can handle. That's when you physically can handle the most is them young that's years, right. the early twenties where you can do some stuff physically that's like, eh, this is all right. You know, as you start getting up there a little bit, you know, it starts to take a toll and you start to wear down a little bit. Um, so whether or not he can handle it is still yet to be seen. But you know, the thing, and like I said, the thing I found interesting that you know he's asking for it. You know, so. You kind of got to respect the fact that he's asking for it. Now, the flip side yeah. of it, which goes to the point that you brought up, um, is well, the, the, another angle to this or another layer to it is LeBron potentially leaving. That's where this becomes a relationship where, yo, I ain't trying to be, I ain't trying to have y'all skip out on the check, and I'm sitting here, look, you know, trying to foot the bill. And I think Kyrie is That's right. is is on that. He's looking like, yo, wait a minute, LeBron might leave. Mm, Kevin Love might get traded. Mm, I'm supposed to be here by myself um, with this management team, with this front office. Uh, I think not. Um, and I and, and I don't I don't out. fault him for that train of thought. <laughs> I don't fault him at all for that train of thought because you don't want to be left holding the bag when the police come in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> when the police kick down the door, you don't want to be the cat holding the murder weapon. <laughs> no, you getting all the time. You know, and Kyrie is not signing up to do that bid in Cleveland. And I don't blame him. 
And, and, and part of this too is LeBron's own doing, though, right? Yeah. Right. But forget they're loyalty. I mean, loyalty. part of it is LeBron's. Is, is LeBron's doing though? I think you know, yep. allowing all of these rumors about LA to persist and he's gonna leave after this. Like Kyrie was like, "Oh, you leaving? Psh, I'm going first. How about that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying?" <laughs> Kyrie said, "Oh, you finna bounce? Cool. I'm out first. Take that. You know what I'm saying?" And, and, and you hear stories that not even his people in his inner circle when he was leaving Miami really knew anything until like the last minute. Right, Kyrie now, ain't finna be D-Wade on the plane. Kyrie ain't finna be D-Wade on that plane. It was coming back to haunt LeBron, saying he showed him in the blueprint these youngins is picking up. <laughs> they watching it, and they trying to no pull doubt. their own. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. So another another tangential point to this, to that particular about laying down the blueprint, that's the thing I keep telling folks about LeVar Ball, is LeVar Ball is laying down a blueprint, that somebody is going to come along in a year or two and do way better than him. They're going to correct all the little mistakes and little flaws of his process, and somebody else is going to cake out on his model. Just like KD took LeBron's model and was like, yo, I'm, I'm going to do this better than you did it. You know what I mean? The guys are – and there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with that. It's always okay. the roughest for the first, you know? And, right. and it should be that the next guy gets to do it better than you did. And that's, that, that's LeBron's impact on the game, and I think that's a positive piece of his legacy is that he created this this environment where players began to see the leverage that they had. I mean, like, even the way Kyrie is now talking about, I have a list. Fool, you got two years left on your contract. You can't have no list. But he's got a list. Why? Because if he even threatens that I'm not going to re-sign with you, even though that's two years away, like, nobody cares. Um, if he re- if, even if he threatens, then that also decreases his trade value, which then allows him yep. to get traded for less, which means he's going to go to a better situation. Because you don't want the Carmelo situation, the Carmelo to New York, where, I mean, everybody you wanted to play with is on other team, is on your old team, <laughs> and you in New York, like, um, who we got here? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so Kyrie is trying to avoid that type of situation. But again, you learn. I mean, he saw what happened to Carmelo. Carmelo, you know, forced his way out of Denver, um, did it in a way where you know New York had some security. He would say he was going to resign with them. Denver got a bunch of stuff. Where I mean, Denver had been the, was the better team for the next three years, while Carmelo was in New York. Like the team that he left was better um, because yeah. of all the stuff that they got from New York in that trade. And Kyrie can look at that and be like, "Okay, can't do it that way," you know. Um, so I mean, like, there's a blueprint, and there are ways and examples of guys kind of leveraging their, their value and creating, getting themselves in a situation that they feel most comfortable with, and ain't nothing wrong with that. Um, but I think this, again, a piece of this is LeBron's doing, where he hasn't really, I mean, yo, are you in or not? You know, and I ain't got, I'm not finna be D-Wade on the plane. Like, I ain't finna, I ain't, I, I'm not going. I'm not going out like that. I'm not going out like G-Money at, at, the, at the shipyard. I'm not going out like that. Mm-mm. 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 And, and, and that's the crazy thing about it, man. Is it feels like it tells you the role that Griff played in this. Because it seems like this has been going on for a long time. And this is what people forget, like what GMs do. People think that GMs just make moves, but GMs helping to mend some of those senses and managing these relationships. 
So you see, it, as soon as they, soon as they mess up the deal with Griff, this thing accelerates. And and it tells you like Dan Snyder. I mean, Snyder had. Oh, not to say. Um, I'm gonna keep this. Uh, uh, the owner had to know this is gonna be an issue, right? Had to because you can see it was being held together by. I mean, now we know it's been held together by Brett. So Dan Gilbert should have known that. Absolutely. Like, like, and that, I think he that, did. That and I think he some, does. Like some of these cats. So it tells you Griffiths already already got his as a businessman got his exit strategy. It, it, it it's interesting because he it, it appears he's doing things opposite of what would appease LeBron. He got his championship, and I think everybody because LeBron isn't been secure about the future. Nobody wants to get caught with their hands in the pussy shot, like no one. So everybody's making those moves. We're, you know, they're saying, right. well, we, you know, Gilbert's like, you know, I, I'm going to try and get more control in this front office. I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm going to shortchange on Chauncey because whatever reason he wants to do, I mean, he wasn't, this is a guy who was writing all kinds of checks. And something about that yeah. finals or way this process went, he, Gilbert is seeing a writing on the wall in ways that signaling and signaling, he's not investing in the same way. I don't know, just, well, I think he's invested in it. I think he's invested in it. I think he just realizes that, like, yo, I haven't ever done anything without LeBron, and if LeBron leaves, we suck again. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think he totally gets that. I think he, I think he totally knows that, like, yo, we're only good because LeBron's here. We're not good because of Griff. <laughs> and I mean, I think Griff had a role to play, and I think Griff is a solid GM. I think he's a solid executive, but Griff ain't the reason they was winning. Their culture is but if, like. If, but if Griff, if Griff was one person that 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 Kyrie trusted, right? Then you keep him. I don't care if his only role was to babysit Kyrie. If you keep Kyrie after after. But do you think? LeBron, but do you think they let they let Griff go after they knew Kyrie was requested? Because Kyrie requested this trade after, a while ago after the finals before they had made a decision on Griff. And so like they had made a decision. I don't think, I don't, I don't, I don't know the exact timeline, but I don't know if they had made a decision on Griff before or after Kyrie made the demand. So if it happened before yeah. Kyrie, if, if they made it after Kyrie made the demand, then it's kind of like, well, yo, your guy's leaving it. I mean, like why are we going to retain Griff if Kyrie said he want to bounce anyway? You know what I mean? And LeBron going to leave. So like yeah. we might have to, you know, figure all this out anyway. Um, and then Kevin Love's our best player, and that ain't gonna work. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and it, it appeared that you know LeBron liked Griff. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, Le- LeBron did like Griff. Um, it's at least at so, least at least that's what he that's what he said publicly. Um, and again, yeah, I take you, kind you, of what I, these guys I, I, say publicly LeBron, with huh? a grain of salt. <laughs> right, right. That's what he said publicly. <laughs> right. <laughs> You like this overplay, this overlay for the underplay. You like, I'm not sure. He might have been throwing us one right. play and coming back to the other. That's what LeBron, LeBron does. I mean, so he knows, I mean, LeBron is the most image conscious athlete we've seen in a while. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that's not a. I'm not saying that in a negative. That's not a pejorative at all. It's mm. just it is what it is. I mean, mm. you know, Michael Jordan once famously said, "Republicans buy shoes too." I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. <laughs> they know. <laughs> 
I mean, they know we watching, yep. they know we listening. So it is what it is, you know. Mm. But I, that's what he publicly said is that he 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 was a fan of Griff's and he was he was Team Griff. But I mean, if he was really Team Griff, I don't think they let him go. And again, if LeBron was Team Griff and Gilbert let Griff go, it's because he didn't think LeBron was coming back. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. if Griff is like, if Gilbert is like, LeBron's coming back. Griff is his guy. We gonna keep uh, we gonna keep Griff in play. We gonna sign Griff. We gonna resign Griff and make it work. Cause LeBron's. But if you think LeBron's leaving and Griff is his guy, well, I don't care. I don't care if that's his dude. You leaving anyway? You finna go to L.A. I'm gonna be stuck with this dude. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, that ain't finna go down. Like, you finna bounce, then bounce. And, again, I think a lot of the situation is created by the constant innuendo that LeBron is looking elsewhere. I mean, if you want stability, right? Yeah. If he wants stability, he has to to facilitate that. And you can't facilitate instability and then complain about it being unstable. You got me thinking something. I'm just gonna throw this out. Do you think the movement of Griff and the bringing in of this whatever this sister GM? Because I know they try to bring Chauncey in, but is that you know? Because I mean, Gilbert's a business guy. You know, he's gonna run this thing as long as he needs to run it. You think this might be a pathway to LeBron taking the ownership? Maybe. I don't know. You never know. You never know. And, because I and think LeBron that's is, the piece that, that we kind of man. At the end of the yeah, owning that team, having a pathway to ownership. Yeah. That, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, that's um, because he definitely will have a lot more. For this to work, you had to bring somebody junior enough that he's Because maybe part of Griff's issue was Griff wanted more control and a little bit ability to push back. Right. You know, he's feeling himself. And, you know, if you get someone that allows Le- LeBron wants to continue to have grow in it and having more impact on the player personnel side, if that's part of the deal with Gilbert over time, does that lead to eventually towards ownership? That holds LeBron into the mix that's different than, you know what I'm saying, just bringing championships. So that fits into yeah. the economic model. It feels like his business model, right? In terms of where he wants to position himself uh, and his guys, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that unfolds. This next year is going to tell us a lot. Yeah, I don't with, with the whole talk of LA, LeBron leaving, I don't think moving to LA for whatever reason people say moving to LA making any difference in terms of how LeBron is already moving the agenda in Hollywood and media. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't team, think not, there's no advantage there. He's already got that, and it's a, and, and actually it's a basketball disadvantage because now you can't even see the Warriors in the finals. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, like now so, you can't even. Yeah, you're not even getting to them. No, until uh, you got to get to you got to get at them in the conference finals, the divisional round. Anybody trying to eh, where they do that at? No, you try. You got to stand in the East. They get stronger in the West and and and, and make it difficult on them. And you continue to have an easy pass from the east, and you east, and you just yeah. healthier and got more energy. You got to hope that yep. Chris Paul and them put them in a dog fight. Uh, San Antonio gets them Kawhi, in a dog fight. You know, you're right. They wearing them down. OKC, Paul George, and Westbrook, and Minnesota, and just let them all kill each other. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to sit back and you got a Game of Thrones this out, man. 
You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta be you gotta be Peter Baelish. You gotta be low finger. You gotta be low finger. You gotta kinda sit back and kinda watch the players kinda murk each other. You know, watch them slaughter each other. Then you slide in, you know, you slide in in, into the north. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You slide into Winterfell. (laughs) And like what Peter Baelish doing in Winterfell? Peter Baelish running game. (laughs) Always and forever. Little fingers stay running game. Always and forever. You know what I'm saying? Always. You watch the you you stand in the background pulling the strings while the while the while the puppets kill each other. You know, let that go down yeah. and you just stay out east, man. Stay away from the fray. Yeah. Show up yeah. show up at the final credits. Right. With a full clip. Right. Show up. Yes. Yes. Philly. Bludgeon them. You know what I'm saying? Right, traumatize him. Right, traumatize him. <laughs> traumatize Washington. You know, beat up. You know, Boston. Like, play with give him. him a psychosis. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, like, that, that's the that's the thing. Like, I feel like all the talk ahead is LeBron's going to LA. LeBron's going to LA, and that makes all the sense in the world except for on the court. But what? <laughs> so he could get ousted in, <laughs> in the Western Conference Finals because. You go to the Lakers, they ain't got a squad that's going to beat Golden State within the next two years. And Golden State got two more years before they had to make some personnel decisions. Um, they have to re- kind of reshape that team. But for the next two years, you're looking at the same Warriors. Um, yeah. You know, and and with some – and, again, the league keep letting them make moves that help themselves out. I don't get that. Like, somebody blocked some of this stuff. <laughs> Sign Nick. You know what I mean? Just – I mean, they just keep making very good moves and and keep plugging away. So, I don't know, man. They're like, they're like It'll be interesting to see. The middle open. They're like a receiver just running across the middle open. Like, no, you've got to hit them high or something. They just right. running unattended. I'm like, my goodness. They're they making moves and backflips and dancing on you on the videos. I mean, yeah. they are full clown mode over there at Gold State. I don't Absolutely. Them, they're full clown mode. Oh, no. Yeah, that's what it got to be. I mean, that's what it got to be if I'm them. It's got to be like this. I'm I'm mm. doing it this way. You know, y'all going to have mm. to stop me. You stop me. <laughs> you know, mm. so it's just it, it'll it, I don't see I don't see LeBron to the West making any sense. Um if I was Kyrie, I wouldn't want to go West either. Um I'd actually find a squad in the East and just say I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> I cuz in the East, <laughs> if you're going to be the lead dog in the East, you actually probably only only need to show up for 62 games instead of full 72. <laughs> And That's you got fine. a shot. You know what I'm saying? If you in the West, you gotta be there for seventy six, seventy eight games. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't think Russ missed but a game or two last year. You know what I mean? Harden missed they missed but a game or two last year. You know what I mean? And and they were gassed when it came down to the to the to the actual playoffs. So the West is that, that grueling. It's so what that if grueling. what if what if what if Kyrie's what if Kyrie's at the beginning of the season? Ooh, he might be because I think the best trade, the best trade is Jeff Teague and Andrew Wiggins for Kyrie straight up, but they can't trade Wiggins till December fifteenth. So you know that's probably the best move for Cleveland because they get a decent point guard coming back, a starter level point guard coming back. They get a piece in Wiggins um, again, which is like y'all could have had him already, but whatever. Um, we I'm not gonna go on my. My rant about the Wiggins love trade. They got a championship, so they they did what they needed to do. 
But, I mean, they could get that back and they could run that back and, you know, at least have somebody that they can sell to fans when LeBron leaves, if LeBron leaves. Um, but even those two guys yeah, aren't great fits. LeBron might stay. With that, LeBron might stay. Yeah. But we'll see. It'll be interesting, man. I just I, – I can't – I mean, can LeBron play for a third team? Because yeah, he doesn't I even have that. He doesn't even have the I'm chasing story. titles excuse. Like when yeah. I see when I see I, I, Barkley in the Rockets yeah. jersey or Ewan in yeah. the Magic or Raptors, whatever team he went in, or, you know, like uh, Akeem. Like I get it. They were older. They had to kind of – that was their last contract. I just can't see – like LeBron doesn't have that excuse. Like you don't need to chase rings. You know what I mean? And why would you – I just what, – what jersey is he going to put on that's going to look right? <laughs> I yeah. just, it's just going to feel weird. Like, you had your Miami phase, you went back to Cleveland, you should be wrapping this up and just bringing it full circle and leaving it in Cleveland, but he seems to be looking for another opportunity. And I'm like, at worst, you win one more ring in Cleveland, you brought two rings to Cleveland. Like, right. at that point, that's like four. <laughs> right. I mean, I just got to give you credit for four. <laughs> you know, right. You doing what nobody could do in, in, in any of their sports. I mean, the one is the one got you on rush more on any other thing, but the two would do it. And, and you can get that if you, you orchestrate this right, like you said, even if Kyrie Rose comes back and you end this movie here. Then if you retire and make your way to Hollywood, it all makes sense. Right. You know, you're packing up, you're doing a send-off party, you know, Big, big barbecue in Akron, and then you on your way to Hollywood. Then you, then you yeah. go do your thing. It all makes sense. But, yeah, that, to, like, get to a third team, that throws the storyline off. And I know he's conscious right. about storyline. That, 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 that is the, the storyline that's going to make you sense. But I understand keeping that leverage in there to hold Gilbert. Absolutely. You, you don't hold that for so long. Gilbert, I trust that dude as far as I can throw him. That's me, though. Um, but I want to shift gears. You listen to the Real Sports Guys, realsportsguys.com, RSG, Renegade Radio. Let's shift gears. Um, you know, me and you, uh, we, we do fantasy. We've been doing fantasy football probably for, you know, 10 years maybe. Um, and this is the first year, man. You, you hit me up with the usual email. I hit you back, said, dog, I'm out. I'm out. And I just want to talk about this whole situation because there's a lot of angles. And, again, it's a situation that I've just grown tired of. Uh, I'm tired of hearing people trying to excuse the NFL. Uh, I'm hearing – I'm tired of hearing about, you know, why Kaepernick don't have a – the Kaepernick NFL situation has gotten me to a point where I'm just out on the NFL as an organization, as a a league. Again, I love football. Um, and I, as I, I've said it, I, I said it in a Facebook post about two months ago. Uh, my football will be reserved to Friday Night Lights because um, I don't really do college football anyway. Um, and pro football was like my fix, fix. So I'll be just hitting up the, I'll be hitting up a bunch of high school games with my son and my daughters because uh, Sundays I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be doing that Maxine Waters, reclaiming my time, reclaiming my time. <laughs> Reclaiming my time, reclaiming my time. I am reclaiming my time. I'm going to be on that Maxine Waters. 
So, yeah, I'm going to have my Sundays free. Anybody want to hoop? Holla. Anybody want to get down? I might even start playing golf. <laughs> oh, you might be out here for that. We good. Hey, but this Colin Kaepernick situation, man, and I'll speak on on my own personal behalf of just kind of where I'm at. Um, It's been a long kind of uh, process of just watching this play out. Um, And like I said, I decided about a month ago that if Colin Kaepernick didn't get signed, I was, I'm done with the NFL, like for real done with the NFL. Like I'm not patronizing sponsors. I'm not watching games. I'm not buying a ticket. I'm not playing fantasy football. I'm trying to avoid anything that has anything to do with the NFL as much as I can. Um, And not because Colin Kaepernick doesn't have a job, and if Colin Kaepernick got a job, then I'd be cool with the NFL. It's just this whole situation has got me to a point where I'm kind of like, yo, really? This is the stance y'all want? This is where y'all want to put y'all foot down? Like, y'all done had some pretty despicable – some dudes do some pretty despicable things and y'all have been able to um, gloss over that in the name of winning. Now, is Colin Kaepernick to be in the league? Nope. Is he decent? Is he serviceable? Yes. Should he be starting a surefire starter? Not on every team. Um, for sure, not on every team. There's probably two teams he could start for where he's probably a better situation than the guy that they got including, like, long-term age and that kind of stuff. There may be a couple of teams where he's a better move than the guy that they got in place. Um, But, again, I've seen guys get opportunities for doing way more egregious things. And the fact that this is where ownership and uh, people want to put their foot down um, around – player conduct and you know what's uh acceptable honorable or whatever like i'm like yo really this is this is the this is the axe y'all finna grind well i got an axe too um my axe is made out of green folding folding dollar bills and i'm taking mine somewhere else um even if kaepernick was to get a job i'm still done with the nfl (laughs) you know what i'm saying like that's what it is for me like if Kaepernick gets a job in the league tomorrow, if he gets signed, I'm still not watching football. Uh, why? Because, again, this whole, like, who's matter, whose money matters. You know, people talk about black lives matter. Black money matters, too. You know what I'm saying? And it won't matter until we start making it matter. And the fact that the certain, po- certain folks in the population who were against Kaepernick somehow have a larger voice where their dollars mean more, or that's the way it's been presented, is that they're – their discomfort with Kaepernick means more to the NFL than even winning. You know what I'm saying? Like, some teams, like, need Kaepernick. Like, they could have used Kaepernick. Like, don't give me that line of BS that you, yeah. Nah, you could have used Kaepernick. Like, Baltimore could use Kaepernick right now. They could use Kaepernick right now. You know, and even Miami could have used Kaepernick. They may have still signed Cutler, but they could have had some leverage if they had to consider Kaepernick for real. Um, they wouldn't be paying Jay Cutler no $10 million if they had the Kaepernick option. <laughs> That's right. As a viable option. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, this whole process of – to me is just, you know, don't give me the it, – it's all about winning. It's not all about winning. Not not when you – not when you actually – and for me, this comes to a realization 
that I've just come to in general about just this our, our country and where we're at. And I love this country. Um, I, I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. But at the same time, I got to acknowledge this country was built on white supremacy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's hard-baked into every institution that we have, and our Constitution is right there. You know, everybody didn't get the unalienable rights that was granted by our forefathers. They reserved that for some white men, <laughs> straight up. Like, everybody else was written out of the document and was added in later on, way later on. So let's not pretend like that isn't at the core of, of everything. And so when you, what Kaepernick's crime is, is he attacked that white patriarchy. He attacked that. Um, he, he, he attacked that white supremacy. He attacked that. And, the, again, the NFL as a product itself, over the years, I just realized I've been looking the other way on a lot of this other stuff. Um, they support a lot of oppression. <laughs> um, and not directly, but they, they, they indirectly, as a social institution, it supports a lot of uh, patriarchal ideas about women. Um, I mean, you got guys who have been accused of all types of sexual assault. You got guys who have assaulted women in a lot of different ways. I mean, it's just it's very hypocritical. Um, and there's a lot of things that I just this has opened my eyes and be like, you know what, man. You've been turning the, you've been turning a blind eye to a lot of this stuff, but they these cats have been been dirty for a minute, and you just I don't fault nobody who wants to keep supporting the league and keep I just can't do it no more. And to listen to the talking heads try and explain away why Kaepernick doesn't have a job, and it's like it's not even about that no more. It's not even about whether or not Kaepernick has a job. The fact that he, the fact that blackball being blackballed for this particular thing even happened, um, whether he gets a job at the, at the you know at the eleventh hour or not, um, there's no doubt that he was he was off of teams list because of his protest. That's documented. Like that ain't debatable. Teams scratched him off their list because of his protest. Um, the fact that that is a, a real thing. Um, and some of these teams, again, have guys who have lots of different offenses in their past, um, currently, um, pending. Like, I I just kind of like, you know what, man, whatever. <laughs> whatever, man. Y'all do you. You do you. You be over there. I'm going to be over here. And I got, I got the NBA, and I'll go watch that. But that's where I'm at, man. It's just I'm not, I'm not in it. I'm not in this no more. I'm out. I'm just out on the NFL as a product in general. Um, it, it, it is what it is. It's about the money. Um, don't give me no, it's about winning games. I ain't trying to hear that either. Um, it's about money, and it's about certain people's money. And that's cool. It could be about their money, but their money ain't my money. So we even Stevens. Woo. First of all, I commend you. That also um, that's that's just a raise, but that's also happens when you got a good liberal arts education. Um, I'm about to put that out. You can think outside the, and analyze. And uh, when you hit me with that, I was like, but it also didn't surprise me because I I've known you for a long time, and and all the things you say are right on. Um, this argument, in, and I had a fortune. I was actually at Ravens camp. You know, shout out to my brother because it was great because I had a chance to 
he grew up with John and Jim Harbaugh. So I had a chance to play Raven Camp. But actually, you know, John was even like, after, you know, said, he get capital. I think he really wants to. But, you know, they, again, it's this ownership system. And this is crazy because the owners are playing a role in this. And that's where it's getting about who's, you know, where you talk about whose dollars being valued. Because every time they talk about people being upset, I think you're hitting it right. Like, who would be upset? I'm, I was in Boston. Right. I'm telling you, folks at the stadium was like, hey, we need him. People on the streets was like, hey, we need him. In a city that is and if very there's a city in America right now, huh? and if there's a city in America right now that can relate to the message of of, of police brutality, it's Baltimore. <laughs> Come on, Baltimore. You know what I'm saying? Like it's so, Baltimore. <laughs> like so, I mean, it's Baltimore, or Oakland. Either one of those two cities should be like, "Yep, we down. We down." And so you know, and like you said, all these people making. So then they their fallback on is they try to fall back on criticism on the field. The guy who threw 16 touchdowns and four interceptions in an offense that was erratic and bad. And actually, with I, a bum shoulder, with a bum shoulder, before, with a bum shoulder. And I just I just threw this this is a game changer. Uh, 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 530.com uh, did an analysis of quarterbacks over time, and no one. The outlier, no one has had the, the, the body of work from a football standpoint of Kaepernick and been this unsigned other than Fitzpatrick who pulled himself out. The size of the circle tells you how many attempts. So he clearly had more attempts than all the quarterbacks who were in the same profile who were signed. So we talk about when people have this football analysis about his ability, anyone else with that foot, with his football pedigree would be on the team, just on football. And we have data to support it because everybody's real quick on these analytics and data. But when you look at this, when you look at this chart, and somebody who who does a lot of stuff with especially quantitative data, this this is this this is something that cannot happen unless there are other variables that are intentional being introduced. Like, you cannot possibly, the probability of this happening requires something outside the norm. So that's where the politics come in. So, so people got to stop using football arguments. You know, Ray Lewis and them, y'all got to stop. Like, Ray, you was, you was on trial, baby. Everybody gave you the benefit of the doubt. They played you. Mike Vick, quit talking about people getting a haircut. Come on, man. Like, it's like it's. But hey, I ain't even mad at Mike Vick for saying like that. A crime. I ain't even mad at Vick for saying that. That's what he had to do. He just, he just, he just yeah. running it back his playbook. Hey, I cut my hair, man. That helped. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like Vick was having a conversation with him, like they was at the bar. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, uh, <laughs> like they, like he getting ready, like he trying to, like he trying to coach him up on a job interview. Like yo, well, you know, I got yeah. this job that I got, and I got it because I I just cut my hair, man. Like you probably might want, you know what I mean? Like that's how Vic was approaching it, and it wasn't the right thing to say. But what else would you expect Mike Vic to say? Mike Vic ain't no scholar, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> but, but you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. Mike Vic ain't, ain't ain't no ain't no. I mean, he that ain't Cornell West. <laughs> but my whole thing was, they all know that his action. For Ray Lewis and Mike Vick, if you're sitting around casting the barbershop, y'all saying he's right. 
Like this is not this is not rocket science. Right. And there's evidence of all the people that people say were supposed to be offended, there's evidence of people in the military community, the way in which he he actually went and, and spoke to folks, the young man has, has done responsibly to engage people in different space is so part of this is the fight back is about and this is stuff that you and I have been talking about for a long time, we're talking about the college level, is folks who the, the fear in a sport like football, as a team sport built around this idea of sacrifice, people have an independent thinking. That's what made this thing so threatening, is that what they saw in the NBA with some of those players, when they began to leverage their independence and power, it started to affect the economic engine. There's more fear of that kind of, uh, of, of, of approach than a cat that's reinforcing norms that all of them think they, is bad anyway. So when you were when it's domestic violence, when it's about violence, well, that's what we view black males to do anyway. But when you start to exhibit these things that sound a lot like Jim Brown or Paul Robeson or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, in which you can inspire folks to push back, what else are you going to inspire them to push back on? And now you push up against our power structure. And that is the fundamental issue here. So you're hitting it right on the head, and then who is going to be upset is part that's – I mean, you hit it right on the head. Who is going to be upset? What do you mean? Like, which – who you react to? And these are the the same people – Nobody ever wants to identify that. Right, and these are the same people who will say, well, I don't want politics in my sports. Well, guess what? For the NFL, for me, the NFL will forever be a political thing from here on out. It will all like by not signing by somebody not signing by all these teams passing over Colin Kaepernick. It has it has they made Kaepernick may have made a political statement, but the NFL made it about politics. These teams made it about politics, and so now you saying you putting out politics. Well, when it comes to politics, I don't bend. And so now, like, I'm at a point where the NFL from here on out will always be about politics for me. It will always be a political thing for me. And so, therefore, I, I, I cannot and I will not uh, be a patron of the NFL because they have made it about their politics because that's the only reason that this brother don't have a job as a football player is because of their politics. And given the issue that they chose to play politics on, oh, you got to be kidding me when the stuff that they overlook the stuff that they overlook, the guys that they get multiple opportunities to, you know, the Greg Hardys, folks like that, you know what I mean? They give multiple opportunities to these guys, um, but they're going to they play politics. on they, they politics around this issue are, are so, okay, mine is too. <laughs> mine are too. <laughs> we good. Like I said, we even Steve is there, you know, but this whole thing has just – and again, just trying to hear people explain it away, or he, you know, he could, he needs to, Kaepernick needs to come out and say what he wants, and this, that, and the other. Man, if you want to watch football, just say you're going to watch football. All right? Acknowledge that this brother's being blacklisted. You want to watch football, just say you want to watch football. Ain't nobody mad at you. You do what you got to do. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, you got to you gotta live with yourself and how you feel about it. Ain't nobody mad at that. Ain't nobody mad at that at all. This is what I'm finna do, though. And so I don't need you trying to talk me out of it. <laughs> I don't need you trying to explain to me why I, you need to feel a certain – I need to feel a certain – nah, you watch your games. I'm done with the NFL. Football's played elsewhere. My son on football team, 
I know a bunch of high school kids that I work with every day that uh, I would lo- I-, I love to see be successful. So I'm gonna go watch them play football. Um, I will get my football fixed in other ways, man. The thing I will miss is the camaraderie and the and the community of our fantasy football league. Um, and you know, as a defending champ, um, I would love to come back and defend my title. Um, but I'm I'm going Ali on this one. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm, I'm gonna step away. No, I'm stepping away as a champ. I'm no, stepping away no, as a champ for political reasons. Some of our listeners who are astute and probably are loving that you would talk about this and, and the way in which position you take it on. They would also say NBA's got history of that. When you think about Jackson and others, you know, you think about what happened with uh, 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 Chris Jackson uh, as he, when he, once he converted. Um, and so and I agree, but that was 20 years ago. Money. You know what I'm saying? That was like 20 uh, years ago. And now they, I, they, they, I know so, they have the rule in the NBA where you can't, where you can't like, uh, where you you have to stand for the anthem, which is whatever. But when players want to make political statements, because NBA players have made political statements around police brutality, over and over and over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it, to no consequence. You had a team come out and take off their jerseys uh, or wear their jerseys inside out or whatever the Clippers did in protest to Donald Sterling after having conversations about not playing the game. And they chose to play the game. But in the end, like, there was no – there was I mean, there's no consequence for it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I get I get the Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf thing and the, and the NBA, but I also think the league has evolved and its fan base has evolved to the point where I don't think NBA fans are offended by, by acts of – uh, protest or players having personality because it's what we used to now. Like we've moved beyond it. Like NFL players don't even have guaranteed contracts. Come on, man. I mean, these guys got it. I mean, NFL players in general, again, like this whole process, the more I talk about the NFL, the more I, my stomach just starts hurting. When you talk about these cats ain't even got guaranteed contracts, like how backwards can we be? Stuff that I've just overlooked is just like now irking the heck out of me, man. <laughs> it's just irking the heck out. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just it's just nails on a chalkboard to me, man. Like y'all ain't got guaranteed contracts. But every every off season y'all complain about NBA contracts. Y'all can have a guaranteed contract if you just say I want my contract guaranteed. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there's nothing in the CBA that says the NFL contract can't be guaranteed other than the, these goofy players don't ask for it. You know, and and again, this this again tells me and even the way Richard Sherman gets treated. So that's the other piece of it. It's the racialized treatment that certain players get, where even the way that Richard Sherman gets treated and he gets framed and, and typecast, it, it just it just constantly rings out to me that the NFL is not a place for intelligent brothers. And not that there aren't intelligent brothers in the league, but the league and the infrastructure of itself from a cultural perspective is not a place that is welcoming for intelligent black men. If you are an intelligent black man, the NFL does not want to deal with you. This is and that's, and it, that's me. That's me. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, that's, but, I mean, again, you look at all of the guys who are well-spoken, how they get presented, how they get – I mean, and I'm tired of it. I'm just tired of it. Like, you know, it, yeah, I mean, but Ben Roethlisberger, he all right. I mean, like – Riley Cooper, he cool. Ain't no problem with him. You know what I mean? Like, I I just, I can't deal with it, man. I, it, it's gotten, this situation has gotten me to the point where that little stuff, 
I can't overlook no more. And I just have to – and I've overlooked it because I love the game so much and I love the entertainment of the game. And it just I've just come to a point where I, I can't allow myself to just kind of be in on it like that no more. It's just too much. Mm. Mm. This is why we do it on our RSG, baby. This is why we like the Wu-Tang of sports. We got cats. Yeah, but I don't know how I'm going to do the show if I can't talk about the NFL. <laughs> yeah, you're making, you making a rundown tough, baby, but I'm going to support you. I am. I'm going to have to be creative means, in the world. We're going to have to do a Game of Thrones rundown that, stuff, if, man. <laughs> hey, the way I thought about it is we might have you go into the green room and then bring you out when we're done. We're we going to do something, but we're going to honor Cool. You. I can do that. That's I can do put, that. You can go down your one knee. <laughs> You yeah, yeah I'm gonna take a knee. I'm taking a knee. I'm taking a knee. Anytime there's any, I'm taking a knee. I'm, I'm Kaepernicking. <laughs> you, you Kaepernick. We're gonna put you. We're gonna put you off, and then we'll handle the segment, and and then we'll bring you back on. We transition to something else. We, but we are gonna honor that commitment on our appreciate team. it. That's how we gonna run it. Appreciate it. You know, we we're gonna honor that. Appreciate commitment. it. You know, I, I, you know, I might even send those text messages. I gotta make sure I don't even text you about nothing like that. I'm about to really control. Yeah, no, because I ain't gonna be able to tell you nothing. I ain't going to be able to have no insight because no, okay. I ain't watching. No. I mean, you yeah, can text me, so but I, I ain't going to get you nothing back. No, nah, but I, I you know, I, I, I appreciate that. So we're going to honor I've been thinking about that on the rundown. I'm like, we just, I might go solo. If it's you and me on, on it together like this, I'll just go solo on it if we do it. Or we just won't talk about it. You know, that might lead out for one mic or something. But, we, you know, we're not going to put you in a position where we're not honoring it. So we just going to have to do it. You know, that's how we get down. You know, so. Appreciate you know, it, brother. Hey, we 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 started That's why we people. to do it That's this way, right? We, we That's why we started people. to be Hollywood. Started right. to be Hollywood. We started to do it this way, and so we gonna we gonna figure it out, man. You know, we gonna figure it out because everything you laying out is right. You mess around, got me thinking, dang, I'm about to cancel the league. You know, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you do what you gotta do, man. You do what you gotta do. You do what you gotta do. I'm trying to lean into it. I'm like, but this would make us. This is what makes our crew special is because we're going to support each other on whatever we're doing. And if I, you know, if I decide to do that, I know y'all going to support me. So that's how we're going to roll. We're going to make it work. We're going to make it work. It's only one, it's a, it's a season of our life and it gets us, it's like, a lot of times it's almost like when you are, you know, you know, taking on and doing fasting in a way when you push yourself away, you start to create other spaces. You start to realize there's other stuff you can do. So this is in some ways right. and annoying. Like you said, I might pick up golfing. Hell, I'll go golfing. Right. I, I don't know. I might, I might start cross-stitching or something, whatever. I might start knitting. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to find I'll myself go, into, but I'm open to explore. I, I might go out there with you. Hey, I'm going, I'm going to hey. do this. I'll go with you. I'll, I'll be there with you. you know, hey, reclaiming you know. my time. Reclaiming my I'll, time. I'll reclaiming you. my time. You got me thinking. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even going to get the red zone. I'm going to do my own little thing. Uh-uh. I, I'm just not going to do it. So I'm going to do whatever right. I can to take, take off. You know, I might be like Houdini Brown, like like Jamie, like Jamie Foxx said. You know, uh, I got to eat my pork. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. I like bacon too much. <laughs> Some sacrifices I could make, but, you know, bacon, I ain't giving that up. <laughs> And that's why I ain't mad at nobody that's like, I still got, I still, I'm still going to watch the NFL. I'm mad, but I'm still going to watch the NFL. I ain't mad. You know, I get it. You, you want to no. watch the league, watch the league. But for me, this is it. You know, this is it. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. 
The only way I'll be watching the NFL love, is my son make it to the NFL. I don't think that's happening. But but I love the uh, the emphasis. I think I was talking about this today. Understanding the importance of economic justice and the power of the, like that is not a part of this national platform a lot. And the fact that you frame that up like my dollar matters, something right. that we don't hear about. And right. And until we start to exercise that money. And, and how we use those resources, you're not going to get that change. But, I mean, you just, you, like, elevated something that I was just talking to folks about today. So that got me thinking. So, you know, I'm not I'm not red zone. You know, I'm taking whatever piece out. You know, you could have had, you know, you normally would have gotten this number of dollars out of me this year. We cut. And so, right, it's kind of how right. it goes. You know, and I'm going to send a letter to somebody. I'm going to send a letter to somebody, the Packers or somebody, and be like, hey, listen. You know, I would have been in on this, doing this, doing this, doing this, doing this. I ain't doing none of that. You know what I mean? And, again, y'all can sign on today. I'm still done. <laughs> but I just wanted to let y'all know y'all yeah. lost one. You might win some, but you, you just lost, lost one. one. <laughs> That's you know what right. I'm saying? Send it to your team you root for. Like you said, send something to the Packers. Send it to some other. Since y'all, y'all, y'all are concerned about reaction from fans, here's one fan or here's a couple. Right. You don't know how many letters they get. Here's a household. Point. Here's a household that ain't doing football. Here's a household. Here's a household that ain't yeah. doing the NFL. That's you know right. what I mean? So, so we gonna watch. We we watching well, the Premier League on Sunday morning. We watching. We watching the Champions League. <laughs> we watching like, Neymar. Watching I'm on that. I ain't. I'm, I'm lying. I ain't finna watch no soccer. I ain't that dude. I ain't finna watch no soccer. I'm lying. I'm totally lying. I ain't finna watch no soccer. I will be doing something else, but it won't be watching soccer. <laughs> And, and, and really, you don't got it. You 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 only got you only got really a couple months before basketball gonna hit anyway. You yeah, know, you start to yeah. I got to, I got know. I just gotta get to October. I just gotta get to October. Yeah. And with the LeBron stuff, that that's gonna wrap up quicker than we think. So you right, know, the basketball. You know, and it's really these summer. It's really it's really these summer months, and then these summer months. Like right now is like in a usual year. Right now, I would have done probably like twenty five mock drafts. You know what I'm saying? I'd be yep. all ready, to, ready to smoke y'all out again. Um, but I haven't done any, so you know it is what it is. So you know, but know when you come back, know when you come back, I'm gonna be a year better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't left it open, right? Right. <laughs> well, you guys enjoy yeah. it, man. You guys enjoy well, it. Well, hey, you listen to the Real Sports Guys, realsportsguys.com, RSG Renegade Radio. Any last words? Close this out, D. Will. Well, I'm gonna say, hey, uh, we got get a chance. You know, this is the big show. We got one mic. That's where we go deep into one topic. Uh, Marcus and Sekou, they do this quarterly podcast. On Hustle and Flows, you got to check that out. The intersection between hip hop and sports. We got inside the park. We're gonna be dropping. Hank's gonna be dropping that. You know, it's taking uh, baseball beyond analytics. You know, y'all check us out on iTunes. Uh, we're going, and then we'll be having before the Triple G fight. We're gonna have Doug Fisher come back. If you haven't had a chance to hear that Doug Fisher interview we just did, he's gonna come back and get deep into that Triple G uh, 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 fight with uh, Canelo. And and then have his predictions. He's gonna he's gonna drop it for us on the air here in September uh, uh, as we get ready for that big fight. So we got a lot coming up. 
Um, you know, hopefully we're going to be dropping some new stuff here in a little bit. Check us out. Uh, we're forming a relationship with a, with a, a company that we should be dropping something here soon. Uh, but it's going to be hot. This year is going to be even better than uh, the year before. And uh, Game Changers already got it started. So, you know, we this is to our year in podcasting, and Game Changers already putting us on the front page. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.